Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. For information about the church, you can go to our website, connectionschurch.church, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And good morning again, and thank you to our production team who has uh, put that together for us every week. And if you haven't already, grab your handouts. On one side is a great place to take some notes and a pen or pencil, something to write with, so you don't miss what God is going to say to us today through His Word. How many of you are hungry this morning? I'm not talking about for uh, meat and potatoes. I'm talking about for God's Word. How many of you are hungry to hear the Word of God today? There you go. It's getting better. Rest of you just nudge somebody around you if they didn't raise your hand and say, you better get hungry and you better dig in because it's coming. So we're coming to the end of our, our study called uh, The Bible How-To. And so far we've kind of walked through uh, different uh, aspects of it, of how to read it, how to study it, apply it, and live it. And today we're moving to an area that makes a, a lot of Christians kind of nervous. And that is how to share God's Word. Now we share a whole lot of things in this day and time. Is that not true? Okay, this is the interactive part where you can say, yes, it is true. Yes, it's not that difficult. We share a whole lot of things in this day and time. Is that not true? There you go. You're getting the hang of this. Especially now that we have the Internet and about 3,000 social media platforms to make it so much faster and easier, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? We find a great restaurant. What do we want to do? We want to tell somebody about it. Man, we ate at this place last night. You're not going to believe it. One of the best meals I've ever had. Or the flip side of that, if we had a bad experience at a restaurant, then we're going to share that as well, right? Which really kind of might not be too fair. Because I might have just had an off night. Any of you ever had an off day before? So let's kind of go easy on that. Well, uh, what about when you ladies get your hair did? You know what I'm saying? You can't wait to take all these selfies and, and pictures and post them and say, Hey, I got my hair did today. Check it out. Right? It sounded like a lady, right? Now, now, guys, before we get a little too, you know, uh, cocky and arrogant here, what about when you, you guys managed, somehow managed to do five push-ups, and all of a sudden you're taking these pictures, flexing in the mirror with a way too tight tank top on, like, check me out, baby. Uh, look at these guns. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm kind of stepping on toes. I know. It's okay. What about when you fall in love for the 18th time? Oh, I just, I can't believe it. I finally, finally found the love of my life. And check us out. Aren't we so cute? And then the 19th time comes. And then the 20th time, you know, on and on. We just can't wait to, to share that stuff. And, and, and what about some of you, not going to name any names, are pretty good at sharing your drama. Or your mama's drama. Or anybody else's drama you know about, you just can't wait to get on and broadcast that stuff and stir something up, right? And don't be pointing at anybody in here. I don't want to call them out right now, so let's not get it that personal. And some people, now this one really gets me, and, and kind of see if you can relate to it. Some people have no issue or hesitation at all. When they have a gaping wound, when a body part is swollen 14 times beyond its normal size, when they have some kind of medical condition to take thousands of pictures of it up close and personal. I mean, you might be at lunch just eating your leftover spaghetti, kind of scrolling a little bit. Like, oh, goodness gracious. Listen, it's not necessary. All you have to do, this, get this, all you have to do is just write out a brief description. I cut my leg open and have 37 stitches. I don't need to see the pictures. 
I just need you to tell me, pray for me that my leg will heal properly. That's all we need, amen? I mean, we kind of overshare stuff in our world today to, to a large degree. But my question is, how are we doing at sharing God's words of life? I mean, where, where does that rank on our desire to share information list? Because make no mistake about it, Jesus made it very clear what our mandate is as his disciples. Over and over again throughout his word, we find that we are to share his word with a lost, broken, hurting, hopeless, and dying world. And one of those places found specifically is in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Very powerful, short, brief, but to the point verse that Jesus says to his disciples, both those at that point in time in history over 2,000 years ago and us today. Tell your neighbor right now beside you, you're a disciple of Christ if you follow him. Go ahead and tell them that. They need to know that. And here's what he says to all of his disciples, both here, yesterday, tomorrow, whenever it is to be. Go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to whom? Every creature. Very simple, to the point, but also powerful. But also many times also neglected by the church. We're good at a lot of things. Unfortunately, we don't seem to be as good at, at this one. Go into all the world and preach, which simply means proclaim or share the gospel, the good news. That's what the gospel is. The good news that Jesus came to what? Save us. Free us. Deliver us. Give us life. Give us hope. So number one on your outline is simply this. Jesus said to go and preach. And let's be clear. This commission is, 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 is not a couple, several things. One of those, it's not private. Have you ever uh, engaged in someone in conversation about faith and, and following Christ and heard a statement somewhere along the lines of this? Well, my faith is a very private matter to me. You ever, you ever heard that? I mean, you show me in the Bible where it says, keep your faith private to yourself. Is it in there anywhere? Because I've never found it in my, my Bible. I don't know if I'm missing something, if I dozed off that, that passage or something. But it doesn't say that you keep it private, keep it to yourself, that faith is a private matter. As a matter of fact, baptism is a public declaration that I am dying to self. I am going to be washed. I'm going to be brought up brand new in the blood of Jesus Christ. What about carrying our cross, which Jesus calls us to do daily, to pick up your cross and come and follow after me? That's not a private thing, is it? Now, I'm not saying we literally drag a wooden cross around with us, but the, the meaning behind that, the implication is that we die to self, that we are crucified. We no longer live in this fleshly body, so to speak, and, and giving in to the fleshly desires, but we live brand new in Christ Jesus. We're crucifying the flesh in all of its sinfulness. Listen, Jesus calls his disciples to bold living, not private practice. Also, it's not, it's not personal. That's not scriptural either. The disciples had a public faith and an allegiance to Christ Jesus. They understood clearly that we are to share what we've been given from God. We can't keep it to ourselves. They preached in the streets and, and in the houses and at the beach and everywhere they found themselves. They shared one-on-one -on -one and to thousands. Why? Because God's word is to be shared publicly. Does that make sense? It's not a hidden treasure. It's a public treasure. It's something that Jesus said in this verse that we are to go and preach publicly, to proclaim it from the housetops. And one other thing, it's not passive. That's not scriptural either. 
They were actively sharing God's words of life. I'm going to tell you something. As Acts described the disciples' revival that they had, you can't turn the world upside down for Jesus by not being active. You've got to go out and do something. Go out and make something happen. You've got to get up out of your easy chair, get up off your couch, put the remote down for a little while, put the phone down for a little while, and go. Go is an active word, right? It's a word that denotes, hey, getting up and doing something, some kind of motion, not just sitting still, not being passive. I love action. How many of you love action? I know most guys do. That's why we love action movies. We don't want to see some sappy love story, right? Some Hallmark special. We want to see some action, something going on, right, men? And the kingdom of God is about action. And going into the world is about action. And preaching the gospel is about action. Not being passive with your faith. I love that. Turning the world upside down for Jesus is all about being active. It's moving, it's working, it's sharing the life-changing words of God. It's not, not a sit back and hope they'll come to us, but it's a go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled kind of sharing that Jesus charged us with in Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Did you hear those words? Jesus also said in Luke 14, 23, to go into the highways and the hedges. In other words, go everywhere you can. And compel people to come in to the kingdom of God. Compel them. Now, what does that word mean? Literally, you break that word down, and it means to joyfully, lovingly, passionately, and excitedly share the great news of Jesus' salvation to everyone you can. Don't you love that? People ask sometimes, why do y'all get so excited over at Connections Church? Why do you get so loud sometimes? I mean, we've had the police call on us a few times from neighbors. It's going to happen, right? We're not playing organ music in here and just quietly singing our hymns, um, chanting, humming, whatever. We're, we're loud. We're passionate because we have the treasure, the greatest treasure there is, the salvation, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ rescuing us from our sins, period. That's why we get excited. Listen, as the first disciples showed us over 2,000 years ago, it's very powerful and it's very persuasive when we get up and we go in the power of the Holy Spirit and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's powerful. It's persuasive. Things happen. Lives are changed. And let me tell you something that we all need to be reminded of over and over and over again in our daily lives. People's souls and eternities are at stake, period. Then I just send a shiver through your spine. Then I just do something to your gut. People's souls and eternities are at stake every single day. Do you know how many people die every day in this world that we live in? Over 100,000 people will die today. That's a lot of folks. They need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you agree with that? Go and preach. Secondly, on your outline, we hopefully know this commission is for each of us. The Great Commission is one of the most significant passages in the whole Bible. First, 
It's the last recorded personal instruction given by Jesus to his disciples before he went back to heaven after the resurrection. And let me tell you something. I've been at people's bedsides when they breathe their last here in this world. As a minister over 30 years now, it's hard to even believe I'm saying that. I've been there way too many times, it seems like. And, and I'm going to tell you something, man. When they're breathing their last and when they're making their last declarations and statements on this side of heaven, it's not something stupid that doesn't matter. I can promise you that. It's not something like, hey, make sure you change all the air vents in the house because you'll get better service out of your heating and air system. It's nothing like that. They don't give a flip about the heating and air system at that point in time. What they're going to tell you, and look at me, don't miss this, is something that matters deeply in their heart, and they want to convey that to you before they leave this place. Now, if you can imagine, Jesus is about to go back to heaven to prepare that place that he promised for us, and when he gets it finished, he's coming back, and i got to believe that's getting, getting close. And he gathers his disciples together, and he tells them in some parting words before he leaves this planet physically, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And what I would love to have happen today is that all of us inside of this building, and those of you that may be watching or listening to this today or later on, for us to grab a hold of the gravity and the weight and what Jesus is actually saying to us right there and right here, right now. That he's saying to us today here, March 1, 2020, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It has not changed one iota what he instructed, what he commissioned, what he sent them out with. And we are to grab a hold of that and be diligent goers and be diligent preachers and be diligent sharers of God's word with everything we have. Last words matter, folks. And the second thing about that is it's a very special calling from Jesus Christ to every one of his disciples. Take specific action while you are on this planet. Someone once said that the Great Commission is the end of a gospel writing and the beginning of a faith in action for every Christ follower. So let me warn you this morning, don't for any reason feel you can opt out or be exempt from sharing God's words of life. Don't discount yourself. Don't say, well, as for the pastoral team at Connections, we can just do our own thing. They're going to take care of the preaching. No. I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, I can't preach to all the people that you'll be able to preach to. I can't reach them. I can't rub shoulders with them. But you can. You're going to be at work with them this week. You're going to be living in the neighborhood with them this week. You're going to be in a family setting with them this week. Sometimes you don't want to be, but you got to be. You're going to be there. I'm not going to be. Pastor Scott's not going to be. Joseph, Terry, none of us may be there, but you will. You'll be somewhere with somebody that needs to hear the words of life, that needs to have this treasure shared with them, that I won't be. So here's the question. What are you going to do? Sometimes you only get one shot. As the great theologian Eminem once said, I don't know where that came from. Most Christians, number three, struggle with the doing it aspect, sharing God's words of life. And I just want to give you a few reasons here. Of why? Number one reason, that I don't share my faith. I don't share God's word. I don't share the gospel. Number one reason is, I thought you were going to answer that. What would that be? Fear. 
fear. And most of the time it's a fear, get this, of rejection and ridicule. Well, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be the weird religious guy. I stand up and say something for Christ. That's what I'm going to be labeled as, that weird religious, you know, 10th grader that, that nobody wants to hang out with because, you know, I'm just weird. I'm, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm carrying a Bible. People are going to reject me. They're going to make fun of me and all that, you know. Man, when I surrender my life to Christ, I took on the mentality with God's help that being a Christian was the stuff. It is the stuff. And I switched the, the thinking there. I, I, I just turned it around and decided. I said, you know what, God, I'm not going to be cast out. I don't care what they say. I'm going to make the pressure be turned on them. I'm going to walk through the halls of Hunter Huss High School in South Gastonia with my Bible held under my arm with, with, with gladness and joy, and I'm going to let them know, hey, if you ain't a Christian, what's wrong with you? You're the one that's weird. You're the one that's different. Come on, get on board before it's too late. You need this in your life. Look at where you're at. Look at what's going on in your life. You are missing out if you don't have Jesus driving your boat, I'm telling you what. And some people looked at me kind of like you're looking at me now, but it was okay. And here's why. When we die to self, we don't care what anybody thinks about us anymore. But when self is still there doing its thing, then fear is going to whoop, hold us down. No fear living in Christ. Another main reason people don't share is apathy. Some of you don't even know what that word means. Some of you may have never heard it, but plain and simple, they just don't care. How can a believer not care that an unbeliever is dying without Christ Jesus in their lives? How can that not move the needle in your heart? How can that not push us towards something to get them the gospel message in their hearts and lives and see their lives transformed? I don't know. But I do know this, that this, this church as a whole, the Big C Church, has fallen asleep at the wheel for way too long now as a whole that we need to wake up to the realization that we alone have the words of life, as Jesus said, because he lives in us. And if he's in us, he alone has the words of life. And everybody around us needs the gospel to come and change their lives. But far too many are asleep at the wheel. There's another reason that kind of staggers me in some reading and some articles I, I went through the last couple of weeks and that is, is this. There are quite a number of folks in our, in our nation today that call themselves, now, now hear this, they call themselves Christ followers, Christians, believers, disciples. However, you might want to turn me up on this one, sound crew. However, they think that sharing our faith is not needed and even wrong to do today. Here's their rationality. In a recent study of these believers, almost 50% of them said that it is wrong to try to push your faith onto others. Eh, don't do it. That's just not right. Now, when I read that, here's what came to my mind and heart was, what Bible are they reading? Or what Bible are they not reading? Because they're missing something. 
Jesus himself over and over and over again said, preach the gospel, make disciples, see every creature, every person, all of humanity, come to the truth. Whatever you have to do, go, preach, love, serve, give. All the word of God is about sharing the faith and the words of Christ Jesus to those who don't have it and do not know him. Just a few reasons why people are not sharing God's word now. Folks, we've got to stop this. Now, now we come to the part where we find out how do we make this happen. Because I, I believe I'm in a room full of people that want to share the word of God with those that, that they know and they love, they, they come in contact with. Is that you? Raise your hand. I just want to make sure I'm right. And I mean raise your hand high. Yes, that, that's me. It's, it's going to be a first step for a lot of you. Yeah, I want to share the gospel with people in my life, okay? It's about 80% of you. The other 20%? You're going to get there, right? Right, church, they're going to get there, right? Okay, here's how you can do it. Number one, pray for God's help. Now, over and over we've said again, ask God to help you. Ask God to give you a desire to read his word. Ask God to give you a desire to study his word. Let the Lord kind of help cultivate in you. And, and again, in this particular area and this, this, this subject that we're talking about today, sharing God's word, ask him to help you. The Bible again says, we, we said this a couple of weeks ago, you have not because you heard that before because you ask not so ask God to help you speak for him and share his truth number two know your stuff grow in your study of God's word grow in your knowledge and understanding of it so that you can help somebody else I'm telling you when somebody's training somebody and, and, and you go to work at a new job and they want to train you how to do that job they don't put some rookie out there with you to train you so well I've been here for three days I've pretty much got the hang of it so you come on I'm going to teach you how to do this no they put you with a seasoned veteran so that person can pour into you, teach you, and show you. The more you grow, the more you know, the more you'll be able to share. But don't wait till then. Look at me and listen. Right now, if you know Jesus Christ, you start sharing your testimony. I was lost, now I'm found. I was hopeless, now I'm full of hope. I, I was blind, but now I see. I was strung out on drugs, but now I'm free. Just share your story. Everybody can do that. Hey, you got a minute? Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. It won't take me but just a couple of minutes. Just give me that. Start where you are. Share what you know. Give your testimony. And then the next, just take that first step. Just get out of your comfort zone. Just say, God, help me. Take that first step just like anything else. Just go for it. Just try it. And don't worry about rejection. Just get it out there. Just say, God, help me. I'm going to share with this person. You've been putting them in my heart. You've been putting them in my pathway. God, you've opened the door. I'm going to share. Lord, help me and just go for it. And I tell you this, the next time it'll get easier and the next time it'll get easier. And then before you know it, it'll be just as natural as breathing. Who you are would just ooze out of you. Your love, your, your faith in Christ, your, your life for him will just begin to pour out of every, every part of you. And you'll just, you'll just become this person who just shares Christ with people. Why? Because it's who you are. Doesn't that sound amazing? Anybody? Thank you. It is amazing. It's who we are to be. And realize this, the kind of next step in that is it becomes a lifestyle. 
as you go and preach, it becomes your lifestyle to just share and, and proclaim and, 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 and speak the, the words of God, the love of God. It becomes as natural as breathing. And then here's, here's, here's a really important one. Everybody still got your pens handy and your notes going? Write this one down. Now, this is hidden deep within the pages of God's Word. I had to really dig and excavate this one. It's, this is one of those hidden gems. You, you ever had one of those just boom, just wow, yes, like a thunderbolt. Lightning just hits you. You ready for it? You look like you're stunned and amazed. I mean, are you ready for it? Don't be a jerk. <laughs> Don't shove stuff down people's throat because it usually doesn't go well, right? People don't want to just have it forced on them. So don't do that. How many of you have known somebody like that? How many of you known some salesmen like that? They just come by and knock on your door. Hey, you got about five minutes. I want, to, I want to talk to you about your vacuum cleaner. Can I just come in for a minute? Come on. Oh, it'll only take a minute. I know you're in the middle of about 12 things. You got kids screaming and everything else. But just give me five minutes. It'll revolutionize your life. The greatest vacuum cleaner ever. This thing just vacuums on its own. You won't even have to touch it. Just give me five minutes. Come on, just I, I, I can I can do this in three if you just give me three minutes. Come on, just you ever known somebody like that? We are not to be like that with our faith. We're to be passionate. We're to be excited. We're, we're, we're to live it. We're to exude it. But I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit will give us discernment on how and when to share. The love of Jesus. We're not arguing with people. There, if, if, if you don't know it by now, there are idiots everywhere that are longing to argue about anything. Hey, it's a beautiful day today outside. Man, I love this weather. No, it's not. The planet's going to crap. It's, everything's falling apart. Everything's just burning up. I mean, a global warming. So. <laughs> I just think it's a beautiful day. I'm not getting into that mess. Don't be a jerk. Don't get into that stuff. Ask the Lord to move your heart towards people to open doors of receptivity that people would, would be hungry. They Listen, listen, guys. Do you know that people all around you, their lives are, are a lot, and many of them are broken and hurting and falling apart right now? If you study the life of Jesus, <laughs> who is it? I mean, you're going to notice he didn't just go cramming this down people's throat. You're going to take this. This is the best thing for you. And I don't care if you want it or not. I'm going to just, you're going to get it in there. No, he didn't do that. He'd sit down on the table and say, hey, how's it going today? Hey, you're looking good. Everything going okay? Yeah, well. Hey, what's happening in your life? You know, just that conversation, just that love. Had a conversation with a rich young ruler who came to him. Master, master, what, what can I do to be saved? And Jesus said, well, you've, you've studied the, the commandments. You know your, your word. You, you've done all these things. You've been diligent in the temple. You've done sown down the list. And only one thing you have need of, and that is to sell all your possessions and give it away to the poor and come on and follow me. Let's, let's go. It's going to be great. The Bible says the young man turned and walked away sad because he had many possessions. Or as I like to translate it, many possessions had him. Nowhere do we see Jesus going, hey, wait a minute. 
You're not getting away that easy. Listen, you need to hear this. If you go with those riches and stuff, that's only going to lead to death, and you better come back here, and you better make the right. No, he didn't do that. Is that in anybody's Bible because it's not in mine? So we don't try to force these things or be jerks or start arguments. Here it is, folks. In a summation, we are the people who have found the greatest treasure of life. I've been saying that for 30 plus years, and I mean it as much today as I did in 1988 and 83 and 85. We are the people who have found the greatest treasure of life, forgiveness, freedom, hope, love, abundant, eternal life with God, our Father. And having found all this, we should be compelled and overjoyed and excited to share, share, share it with everyone that we possibly can. Please hear this because the church hasn't spoken up in recent years. We are existing in a nation now that has morally lost its way terribly. Legalizing sin in all kinds of ways, even murder. Romans 10, 14, Jesus tells us, How can they believe if they haven't heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So the world is waiting on us to stand up and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. How shall they hear without a sharer, without a proclaimer, without one who will stand up and speak up for the kingdom of God? How are they going to hear? I don't know about you, but that's what I want to be. That's what I have tried to give my life to. I haven't always gotten it right. But I pray daily, Lord, guide my steps. Use my words. Give me open doors to share your love and your life with everyone I can. Here's what we need. Here's what drives this as we wrap this up. A compelling vision. That's what drives it because Jesus again said, look at the fields they are white in the harvest, but the laborers are few. So pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out more laborers. And if you haven't guessed it, that's us. We're the ones he's praying for that would be sent out, that would speak up, that would go, that would proclaim, that would preach the gospel. We have that corporate vision here at Connections Church that, that we just, we want to live this out. We want to have that vision. We want to see the harvest clearly. We want to see our commission clearly. And we want to see clearly the partnership that we have with God and others to get it done. The Bible tells us we're the vision. The people perish. That means they go unrestrained. They, they move in a million different directions. But God has called us to clarify who we are and what we're all about. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5 says, Look among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your days you would not believe even if you were told. Would you hear me just a couple more minutes, church, as we wrap this part up and understand that this is the mandate that Jesus has put here at Connections Church? Would you hear me for that minute or two? Would you grab a hold of that? Because here's what we see clearly that God wants to do at and through this church in this year and the coming years ahead as he continues to tarry. Number one, we want to reach more and more people for Christ through intentional sharing personally and corporately. 
Number two, we want to see discipleship growth happening at all levels and ages of our church body through study of God's word in weekend gatherings and in connect groups. Number three, we want to see ministry training courses through the church for emerging leaders because God is raising up a generation of young men and young women that are hungry to rise up and lead in the kingdom of God and proclaim this gospel. That's what we want to see. We want to see multiple missions trips to Honduras each and every year. There's two going on this year to go down and build closer relationships with our missionary family down there, Joey and Kelly Weed and Connor and their precious children. Here's what we want to see, expanding our volunteer ministry base to equip us for continued growth. Another thing we want to see is our children's ministry loving and leading children to Jesus and his love, standing up for the children being aborted and those in foster care needing forever families. We want to see that heart in this church for the children that Jesus loves. And I'm going to tell you something. We are seeing it every day. We are seeing families take in children that nobody else wants and and adopt them and foster them. We are seeing people stand up for the reality that abortion is not right in God's eyes and stand up lovingly and say, no more, and pray that God would sway that. You don't believe God's doing something to our children that I I just would, would, would love to allow you to leave this room right now and look at a packed room back there and look at three packed rooms over here. We've got no more room for kids in this church right now. So God's about to do something about that, and you're going to be a part of that as well. I'm going to say, tell you something. God's doing something great. Last week, our altar was full of children and students doing business with God. And that brings me to our student ministry. Look at this group of kids over here. And this isn't all of them. Some more dispersed throughout the congregation here this morning that are middle schoolers and high schoolers that are right now in the midst of a hell on earth going to their schools, their public schools every day. And you know what they need? They need moms and dads. They need families who will rise up and lead for Christ and not be part-time in and out and wishy-washy and up and down and all over the map. They need you and me to stand up and say, this is the way, walk you in it. And they need a church that's going to rally around them, that's going to cover them, that's going to love them, that's going to protect them as best we can and going to teach them who Jesus is and what he's come to do in their lives. And that's what we give ourselves to, our students. We're going to see the the leadership expand in our student ministry as it already is. You don't know all that God's doing right now, but it is amazing and powerful. We're going to see specialty ministry to our middle schoolers and our high schoolers in the coming weeks and months ahead. God's doing an amazing work. What else is going to happen? We're going to see added facilities here so that we can accommodate all these precious kiddos. We dedicated 17 babies and toddlers two Sundays ago. We got five more that missed out on that, and they want to be dedicated here real soon. God's doing something special, so we need some more room. And not only are we going to add rooms and, and facilities, but we're about to add some services on the weekend to accommodate the, the growth for adults and kids and students and everybody that we can be blessed to reach in our communities. Listen, church, we're about to take off on a new season of growth and ministry and impact here at Connections Church, and we're going to add more and more family members, and we're going to launch more and more Connect groups. Amen, Pastor Joe? Life is happening here, and all of these, look at me, all of these need every one of us to say, God, 
I'm in. I am completely in. I understand the need. I understand the urgency of the hour. I understand because the enemy has ripped some of you off through the years and told you you don't, but you understand today clearly that God has a gifting in your life, that he's deposited that gifting into your life for you to use for his kingdom, and everything else pales in comparison. Because I'm going to tell you, you can build the kingdoms of this world, but they're all going to fall away. The Bible says all these people is worried about the planet, heaven, and earth is going to pass away, but my word will stand forever. Build on what lasts. Build on what's going to be here for eternity. Give up everything else that does not matter compared to the kingdom of God. You matter. You are needed. Whatever it is you can do. And if you say, Pastor, I don't even know what I can do. You come and sit down and talk to me and Pastor Scott, Joe, Terry, all of us. We'll find it out and we'll put you in, into the game. We need all of us serving. Church, I see in the weeks ahead parking being an issue chairs being an issue how many of you want to buy some more chairs why here's why not because of my great preaching that's definitely not it our worship team's amazing they they might have a little bit to do with it but why the number one reason is because of you getting excited about who Jesus is in your heart, in your life, and going and telling whoever you can about the love of Christ and compelling them to come in, going to the highways and the hedges, going out to all the world and preaching the gospel to every person so that we can build the kingdom together and see the vision that God has imparted here. Vision 2020, clarity to see. Seeing clearly who he is and what's at stake. In these days that we're living in, church, would you just close your eyes for a moment with me? Father, thank you for your words of life. And I'm just going to call right now as we prepare to pray and sing and worship and, and leave this place in a few moments. I'm just calling right now. If God is speaking to your heart and your life in some way right now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand where you're at or anything else. I'm just going to ask you to come and stand with me at the front of this church and say, God is doing something in me. He's stirring something in me, and I, I just can't get away from it. Would you just come right now and join me for prayer right here at the front of this church before we sing and worship God one more time in this place? Would you, would you make your way down now as we prepare to pray and call out to him? Who's going to come and say, that's me, Pastor? That's me. I just need to see God do something. Come on. Don't hesitate. Don't wait on your neighbor to move. You move. If God's moving you, would you move right now? Stand up across this room. Make your way down here and say, Pastor, I'm in. I'm in. Maybe you've been lost and wondering and wavering, not knowing where you fit, where you belong, or, or what, what's happening in your life, but you're saying, I'm in. Maybe you don't know Christ in your own life in a personal way, but you're saying right now, I'm in. I'm in. Would you, would you just pray with me this morning? We'll, we'll love to pray with you. Would you come now and join these that are here? for just a moment as we pray together. Come on. Come on. I know it's more than just one person, and if, if, if you're not moving, God's, God help us all. So you're, you're saying that you've been as diligent as you could be in sharing the gospel. You've been as diligent as you could be in living that out. If not, would you just come this morning and say, Pastor, God's doing something in me, and I just want to confirm that right now. Would you make your way to join these that are here right now? Come on, as we begin to worship God, would you just make that step? Young people, children, whomever you are, whatever age, if you would just come right now. Would everybody stand across this room right now as we prepare to pray? And if it's just these two, then it's just these two. 
But I'm telling you, don't miss out this morning. If God is speaking to your heart and saying to you, this is your time. I want to do something special in your life. Would you just make your way down and join these two folks at the front of the church right now and me as we go to the Lord in prayer in just a moment. In just a moment. I'm going to give you just another moment. Would you come now? All across this room, would you come now? Come on. Anybody else at all? Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray, and then we're going to worship, and we're going to dismiss you. But I know in my heart that God has done, is doing and something powerful in all of our lives right now. And I pray that somehow today we confirm that. Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are and what you've called us to and given us your words of life, given us a great treasure that you have deposited into our hearts, into our lives, God. Thank you for loving us that much right now, God. Thank you for, for wrapping your arms around us, God, for holding us close, for forgiving us and saving us, God, and all that you have done and are doing for us, God. Thank you for speaking to us today, God. Lord, whatever it is that you want to do in our hearts and lives as a church, as a family, along with these that, that come to the front today, as you're doing this work in their lives, would you do it in our lives, wherever we're at, across this room, or maybe even outside of this room, listening today or may, may check it out later in the week, whatever the case may be, God, you are speaking to our lives today in a very powerful and amazing way to change something in us and through us, God. Lord, as people continue to make their way down, I just pray that we open up our hearts and receive everything that you have for us today, that we don't miss anything, God, your healing, your, your love, your forgiveness, your grace, your power to overcome everything that's been in our lives that, that does not belong. So God, today, restore and renew, God. Change, transform those things, God, as only you can do by the power of your Holy Spirit. We surrender our lives to you fully. We surrender our lives to you completely, God. We want to die to self. We want to carry our cross, God. We want to be those soldiers that you've called us to be. So, Lord, as you move up and down the, the rows of this, this congregation right now, the chairs and the seats and people that, that are standing there at them, God, I just pray that you just begin to light a fire in every heart and every life. God, change the things that need to be changed, God. Enforce those things that are, that are happening, God, that are positive and powerful. The, the word study, God, the prayer life, Lord the worship, the surrender, God, just continue to bolster those things in us, God. Lord, I pray specifically for our, our children right now, those precious little ones that are gathered in those classrooms in the back and the teachers that are investing in their lives this morning and do so every single weekend, God. What a, what a beautiful thing that is. And I just pray that you encourage and strengthen them, God, and, and let their hearts be open and receptive to who you are and all you have for them for our students today, God. We just pray that you wrap your arms around them, that you, you put a hedge of protection around them, God, as they go to their schools tomorrow, God, as they stand boldly for you, Lord, that you, God, would strengthen them, encourage them, let them know that they can change the world. And for all of our adults, God, that we just come to you and thank you for loving us, for your forgiveness, your great salvation, God. Thank you for what you are doing in our lives, but most of all, who you are. We thank you for all these things. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. And we sing out together this morning this anthem of worship because you alone are worthy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sing it out, church.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.